Hey listeners, it's 7.22 p.m. December 10th. The year is almost winding down. The NFL season is almost winding down. But welcome to the Big Z Podcast. I'm joined and he's back. Uh, it was a couple weeks off. Uh, some things going on. Your mom's birthday, I think you said you had last week. So yeah. it's fine, it's fine, man. But we got uh, Barney, he's back. Barney, welcome back to the podcast here to get your bets out. Um, and to talk to some NFL football. A little rough rough week for you last week. Yeah, yeah, it's glad to be back. One, think, one, I knew one. I knew that'd be like the first thing that you that you <laughs> said, but you know. Well, I wanted to bring yours up because I finally had a great week. Uh, I was five and zero last week, so I'm really proud of myself. Really proud of myself. But the overall standings are still killing me on right now. Um, not including ties. I'm 34 and 37. You're 40 and 31. So you're still ahead of me, man. And you're you're still like way in the money. So, <laughs> um, you've I think you've only had three weeks under. 500 so you i mean you're you're, you're crushing yeah i got a i got a bunch of three and twos but but uh yeah that last <laughs> week's uh one three and one was was a little brutal for me <laughs> oh man um i just want to bring up a couple games uh since you were last year so the bears are they turning around, man? Thank you. Yeah, you know what? You you have been just as cynical as anybody about hey, the Bears. This no, year. I, I'm just saying thank you for for that was one of the games you wanted to talk about, dude. Uh, yeah, dominant. I mean, this was. I mean, I know Mitch Trubisky had a uh, five touchdown game versus Tampa Bay last year, but this was his best game. Uh, he had he. I mean, like honest to God, like, like watching that game. I'm not kidding you. It was the first time I smiled all year. All year watching the Bears, you could just check every time he took he took the snap, like you could see at least the confidence. And before it was just like twelve, thirteen weeks of like him shitting his pants the second he got his ball. So, uh, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. I think the team, you know, they well they, the the thing about Mr. Bisky in this game that just shocked me, and he hasn't done it all year, was that he started using his mobility, which is his best asset. Where was that all year? Yeah, I don't. Where know. Where was it? I it's don't not know. like his legs were broken or he had a hamstring injury. Yeah, yeah. It, it just it, made no sense to me why he didn't do this all year. I, I don't understand it. He was second in the league in rushing last year as a quarterback, and, uh, I mean, to just completely – Yeah, but he had over 400 yards, and he had, like, just over 100 entering this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was bad. I mean, I don't understand why, how, how you do such a 180 with that, but, uh, you know, I mean, and that's not even, like, play calling. You can run on a, on a you know, a broken, like, pass play yeah, anytime which is, you want. Yeah, he did a lot in this game. Exactly. Um, and that, that he has he hasn't done it all year. I, I was shocked watching that. I bet on the Bears, uh, but I wasn't expecting uh, you know this this type of blowout with that type of Mitch Trubisky performance. I don't think anybody was based on how he's been all year. Hundred percent based on what he was been all year. I thought he was just gonna shit the bed, but but the defense was gonna pull that win out. Um, but yeah, I mean that was that was a lot of fun. I think uh, the rest of the season. I think uh, with Akeem Hicks coming back, there's a new energy going on. I know we lost Roquan Smith with a pack injury, but, uh, you know, I, I think we're going to finish strong here. It's just a little too late. I think uh, playoff hopes are, uh, especially with that uh, Rams victory over Seattle, I didn't really see that one coming. So mm. uh, I think uh, if it's not they the Vikings. They also dominated as well. Yeah, yeah. If, if it's not the Vikings, I think it's the Rams that are going to take that spot because – uh, the way it is with the Rams uh, for Bears' fate, you know they own the tiebreaker, so they can't mm-hmm. they can't win. Basically, they can only win one of the next three games, right? And we got to win all three of them. So, yeah, but they they you keep playing until the uh, you're out of it, right? Yeah, I mean we got to we got to do our thing, right? We got to win all three games. That's the only way we're we're going to be able to get in. But uh, you know we'll let we'll let. 
you know, they they still got to face some tough teams. They got uh, San Fran. They have uh, the Cardinals, who aren't an easy victory. And the Cowboys this week. Yeah, and the, the Cowboys. So, I mean, there's it, there's a possibility, but, uh, you know, it, it definitely hurt. And you need the Vikings to lose one as well, which might be uh, tough. And, uh, you need one, at least, before that Week 17 matchup when you play the Vikings. Right, and they got Green Bay. I'm not sure who else they have um, this week, but... Uh, they have the Chargers. They're uh, yes. in San Diego. So they could lose that Packers one. Um, that one's in Minnesota. They're in San Diego this week, which is always kind of tough traveling across the country, although the Chargers have no home crowd whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. There's also a lot of issues with that new L.A. stadium, not just for the Chargers, but the Rams, too, like... Uh, Issue selling those season tickets at that stadium. The one that's just being built now, or yeah, it's like DefCon like five. I've I've read reports of in terms of like the expectations for ticket sales and what they are actually selling. That's awesome. <laughs> um, that 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 thing looks ridiculous too. I mean that this is kind of disappointing. Uh, but so the the Vikings are the sixth seed right now at nine and four. The Rams eight and five. The Bears seven and six. It, it oh man it, it sucks because the Cowboys six and seven Eagles six and seven two just awful teams uh just continuously just look like shit every week and one of those teams are going to make the playoffs over the Rams or the Bears who are clearly the better team I mean just after watching the Bears play the, the throttle the Cowboys yeah no I I totally agree I I I you know we've said it a million times uh, I especially hate Philadelphia because uh, two weeks ago. Versus Miami, they kicked me out of the fucking Survivor League. So, uh, you know, I, I made it inside the top 20 out of 4,000. But, uh, you know, Carson Wentz and the gang, they just couldn't get it done versus Miami. So um, I really hope that they crazy do not make the fucking playoffs. <laughs> it's personal for you now. It's, it's I mean, it's always been personal, but now it's just like yeah, yeah. now it's really personal. Well, I'm sorry the Lions couldn't get a victory over the the Vikings for you this week, uh, but the Lions are playing uh, nobody at this point. The third string quarterback, their best wide receivers out for the year now. Well, not Kenny G, uh, Marvin Jones. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I just want to talk about one more game as well. This one was absolutely insane. I mean, just just wild. It, it was reminiscent of the Chiefs Rams game uh, from last year, and that was the Forty Niners and at Saints Forty Niners with a forty eight to forty six victory. It's the first time since 2008, I believe, or 2007, it was a Bears game. Um, I heard the stat earlier. I just can't remember who the other team was. I think it was the Vikings, Bears and Vikings. Anyways, uh, where both teams outscored the total over-under for the game. The over-under was 45.5, and, and both teams outscored the over-under. Did it end at like 94 or some shit? Yeah, like yeah. 48-46, 94 points. <laughs> The over under was uh forty five and a half. That that is that's that's wild. Yeah, it was a recipe for just a great game. I mean, anytime you have eight lead changes, you know that's just a lot of fun to watch. Um, uh, both teams, I think both teams did incredibly well. Uh, what's crazy is both those defenses are very good, and they both. Yeah, you're right. They both gave up the over. You know, it's it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, and it sucks. Uh. There was a lot of injuries in this game, too. The 49ers lost their center for the year. The Saints lost Marcus Davenport for the year. Um, so uh, Marquis Goodwin is out for the year as well, although he's been kind of on and off injured, and he hasn't played good for them anyways. Yeah, this whole week was was injury-riddled. Uh, I know uh, Kelsey, didn't he go down with a— Yeah. Not Kelsey. Uh, 
Uh, what would the right tackle for uh, for the Eagles, Lane Johnson? Mm, yeah. He went down with something scary in ankle. He couldn't even put weight on it. I mean, some really. I mean, like the I'm Eagles. Really the Eagles had guys. one wide receiver left in the game. Uh, <laughs> they had literally all tight ends and Greg Ward Jr. That was a re- Greg Ward in the, overtime. Or, the, yeah. the quarterback converted from exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> Josh McCown um, was the next guy in if someone else got injured. The backup quarterback on the Eagles. It, something's telling me he would have probably got it done too. <laughs> hey, he's he's not a he's actually not the bad of an athlete. Uh, but anyways, uh, kind of transitioning from that 49ers Saints game, I want to go over the current odds to win the Super Bowl. There's some really good ones here. If you're really confident in the team, you might want to take it. So obviously, the top of the odds. Can you guess who's number one? Baltimore. Uh, yeah, it, it, that should be completely obvious. Baltimore is, and this is uh, per Bovada L. LV. The Ravens are plus 220 right now. So if you think the Ravens are going to make the Super Bowl, then you are pretty much grabbing great odds right now because they're not what if the Ravens make the Super Bowl, it, they're going to be the favorite and you're going to get like minus 170 or something like that. Right. So if you're confident in the Ravens to make the Super Bowl, um, you, you better grab that. The, the Patriots have looked terrible in recent weeks. Them and the 49ers are plus 450 right now. I would not take the Patriots at that. I would I would have to at least get 8-1 to one odds probably. The Patriots always seem to turn around in the playoffs, but they uh, they usually are picking it up this time of year, and right now it looks like they're regressing actually. And that maybe that's because they're finally playing a tougher schedule. They had a really easy schedule the first half of the year, and now they're actually playing legitimate teams. Yeah, and, and they're and just getting they're sloppy. You know? Yeah, I mean, the I'm, offenses look terrible all year. I mean, they're getting caught filming people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gotten so bad for the Patriots in recent weeks that they are now trying to film the last place team in the NFL. The one, the rookie coach <laughs> with a one win under his belt. A Got team that's trying to tank. They played uh, Ryan Finley, their fourth round rookie quarterback for four weeks over Andy Dalton. Like they're purposely trying to lose. Well, I mean, it's amazing what the Patriots are involved in in that type of stuff all the time. Gotta this love is it. This is Spygate 2.0. I mean, they they claim to be filming a documentary for a scout, and they sh- were filming something they shouldn't have been, but they didn't do it on purpose. That's what they said. That, that and, sounds and like that sounds like a, a way to like apologize <laughs> and assume no guilt, but like still say you know we're sorry yes like you're caught red-handed but that's like I, I feel like that's what they they maybe wish they did back uh what was it with the with the jets or the giants it was one of the new york teams right uh the original Spygate. yeah it was the jets oh man it's just like <laughs> come on guys um so the other odds right now the saints uh, five and a half or f- plus 550 chiefs seven and one the Chiefs are seven one. That's better odds than uh, at the beginning of the season, actually. So if you like, if you think the Chiefs have turned a corner, corner, uh, Patrick Mahomes is back. He, he got the monkey off his back by beating um, the New England Patriots. A little revenge. Now um, the Chiefs are actually one game behind the Patriots too to get that two seed. So the Chiefs could get uh, a bye and a home field advantage in uh, the divisional weekend. They still would have to go to Baltimore, but Chiefs Baltimore. They played earlier this year. That was a really fun game. It's always going to be a fun game. I would love game. to see that again. The Chiefs beat them once, uh, but then they would have to go to Baltimore. So that would have that would be really interesting. Um, and the, right now, the Chiefs would be playing the Steelers on opening weekend. I would love that matchup for the Chiefs. Uh, 
their defense is actually the thing that's really turned around the last three weeks, the Chiefs. Uh, Seattle, 11-1. Green Bay, 14-1. Minnesota, 28-1. So that's like the next tier where you might get some good value. I, I This Seahawks team, I, I think they were heavily exposed. For the first time all year. Granted, every one of these NFL teams has a bad week. It seems like uh, normally. But this, the Seahawks, this is what people have been saying about them for a while, but they've been masked by excellent play by Russell Wilson. Do, do you think this is a problem for the Seahawks going forward, or do you think this is kind of just a blip? Honestly, I, I really like the Seahawks, how they're built. Uh, I think it was just, you know, chalk it up as a bad loss. Um, you know, divisional team. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, 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 they fought hard with them earlier in the year and then they just got throttled by them. But, uh, you know, I, I think they're, they're a lot better than what they showed. Yeah. And Quandre Diggs, a pick six and another interception in that game. I just knew continuously making our trade look awful, <laughs> just terrible. While our, our rookie safety, uh, continues to not play too well. Yep. That's what, we, that's what we do. It seems what, what, what rookie do. is that by the way? Uh, Will Harris. Will Harris? Yeah. Gotcha. He clearly has not made a name for himself. <laughs> not yet. Um, phew, man. You're, I'm depressed thinking about it. Anyways, uh, Green Bay at 14-1. I mean, they're the two seed right now in the NFC. They are ahead of the Saints currently, just based on win percentage in conference games. That would be the tiebreaker right now. But that's because Green Bay has played one or two less games in conference than the Saints. So... That is still up in the air. Who could be the two seed by the time this thing all fleshes out? Um, They're going to get smoked by the Bears, though, this weekend, so don't even count on that. (laughs) I'm sure we'll get to that um, (laughs) later in the podcast for a certain segment. Um, I really like this one. This is is the zone I really like here. So Vikings, 28-1. Texans, 35-1. Tennessee Titans thirty-five to one, Cowboys and Eagles both forty to one, and the Bills forty-five to one odds. Do you like any of those? Are you willing to put twenty bucks down on any of those? I would, I would rather light twenty bucks on fire because at least I'd get some satisfaction from that. Really? So out of all the ones I listed, because the rest are um, the the Rams sixty-six to one, Steelers sixty-six to one, <laughs> um. Bears, 200 to 1. Hey. <laughs> um, so it kind of just gets ridiculous because then you got Browns, Broncos, Colts, and Raiders, and then those are all the people that are mathematically still alive. But is there anybody on that list that you really like in terms of value? I mean, I, I kind of want to. The whole s- list as a whole. Uh, uh, One from the Ravens all the way down. Well, I, I actually think, uh, you know, it's going to be – I think it's going to be Ravens 49ers to be honest. Um you know obviously they just had a the the 49ers just had Great a game. close game with, game with the Saints so it's I mean it's not like a a for sure thing or I'm not saying that but um I don't know man. I I don't really like any AFC team enough especially in that back stretch that you just went off with mm-hmm. cuz uh there's just too many holes. I mean, you look at Minnesota, they just legitimately cannot beat a 5 and 0, you know, or 500 or above team. You got, I like Buffalo, but you know it's just like that's still in the hands of Josh Allen. 
Houston yeah. Texans. Buffalo didn't look too bad against the Ravens, though. No, 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 and they didn't. And and I, I mean, I just don't think that they got enough, you know, firepower uh, on the offensive side to to win those games. Just versus like the elite, you know, five or six teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, then you look at Houston. I I love the competitor and uh, Deshaun Watson, but. I mean that defense is just atrocious, and I I mean when you get up to that you know the top five teams, I think all those teams will have the you know um, the say in that. So uh, you know I don't really love uh, a lot of these odds here. I might I might play around with um, you know the Saints or the Chiefs just because I think those guys are legitimate you know uh, Super Bowl contenders uh, yep. with the best you know odds of the pack. So, I know who I'm going to put $20 down on here. It's actually going to be two teams, just because I love the value. The Tennessee Titans have only lost one game with Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback. They are annihilating people. They have two of the next three games are against the Texans, which if if anybody uh, listening here listened to podcasts last week, I think it's just nuts that they uh, – so th- this is the problem with taking the Titans – this is their schedule to end the season. Home against the Texans. Home against the Saints. At Texans. <laughs> that's that's rough. That is really really rough. Yeah, it's that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough <laughs> end of the season. But man, they just look so good. Derrick Henry looks awesome. He is awesome. He looks unstoppable. Twelve hundred forty three yards in the season. Thirteen touchdowns on the year. Um, they I I just really think they found something here. Ryan Tannehill off play action. He's Throwing over, uh, I play action forty five percent of the time, and he's just he's been killing it. And, and he's finally on a good team. He, he's finally off of Miami, finally away from Miami. Uh, Adam Gase, and he and he looks like he's loaned up to the potential of a first round quarterback, which he was drafted for. These are the scores of the last uh, uh, games since Ryan Tannehill took over. So they beat the Chargers twenty three to twenty, beat the Buccaneers twenty seven to twenty three, lost to the Panthers. That one was bizarre. I bet the Titans that week. So. <laughs> Um, but then they beat the Chiefs at home, beat the Jaguars, crushed them 42-20, crushed the Colts 31-17, crushed the Raiders 42-21. I I just I think there's really good odds um, at 35 to 1 for the Titans. Yeah, that's fair. I I, I like I that. think they're they a better a really team than defense. the Texans. I think they're going to win that division. I think that the Titans end up winning the division. I like that. Yeah, I mean especially with two games versus the Texans, right? Uh, you know, to end it. You know, they just – yeah, I think they're going to run all over the Texans in both those games. Um, it's it's a hard team to beat. They're a tough out. And then I'd also like the Rams at 66-1. to I, I think they're going to make the playoffs, although they do have to go through San Francisco. That's the one caveat with this. If they win out um, like I think they will, then um, – I think the Rams are going to make the playoffs at 11 and five, but they have to play. They're at Dallas this week. I really like that matchup for them. Dallas is reeling. I know it's on the road, but I really like that matchup. Then they have to go to San Francisco and that's a tough one. That will be the tough one. Um, but it's a divisional game. They lost 20 to seven to the 49ers last time. So they, they can play some defense against them. Just a matter of scoring. And I think they fix a lot of their issues on offense. So at least it seems that way. Um, Use going back to a lot of more play action like they were doing uh, successfully last year, but a lot more motion, a lot more reverses, a lot more creativity out of Sean McVay. The Rams and the Bears are very similar teams right now in that they um, were both excellent last year, 
Then the first half and a little over the first half of the season, a little more than the first half, they were not what they reflected last year. Now, the, up until recently, they are showing what they were like last year. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. The first... Like they're living up to what we expected just really late in the season. They're finally hitting the, their stride, and it might be too late for both of them. Yeah. Um, but one is obviously the Rams beat the Bears, and that's the difference. First eight weeks, they, they both shit the bed. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of hard to play a half a season and still try to get in the uh, in the playoffs unless you're in the NFC East. But, um, yeah, and you know what's going to make this one tough with, with the Rams is, you know, week 16 versus the 49ers. You know, like that's when you're looking at your schedule and, you know, that's the team that's got the number one seed, that's not a bad time to face them, you know, just like where – they might have it locked up and, you know, they're not going to maybe play all their players or to a degree. Uh, but, you know, Seattle's really pretty close to uh, uh, San Fran. I think, you know, this weekend is when San Fran overtook them for the number one. So, um, you know, I'm thinking that, unfortunately, in two weeks, San Fran's going to definitely need that W to stay with the with the home field all the way through the playoffs. Yeah, so. the, I mean, their only threat is the Seahawks right now, really. Uh, San Francisco only has to win one more game, and then they can uh, – then they have the tie – no, they have to win two more games. I'm sorry. Yeah, so th they'll definitely still be playing for everything uh, week 16. So that will not be in the question. But, the, I mean, the 49ers almost have the one seed locked up. The only issue is the Seahawks, that they still have to play them one more time. Uh, because the 49ers, 11-2, are ahead of the Green Bay Packers and Saints at 10-3. and three. And they have the tiebreaker over both those because they beat both of those teams. But 10-3 and three Seahawks still loom large. Uh, what, how wild is that? Seattle could go 13-3. Um, and three, and the Cowboys can go, I don't know, 8-8, eight 7-9 and eight, seven and nine even. And the Cowboys will host the playoff game. How does that make sense? That's crazy, but I mean... And the NFL said they are not looking at ever... Or they're not seriously considering in any near future a reseeding of the playoffs. I mean, I I, I mean, I, I get both sides of the argument, but I, I bet you Seattle right now is hoping that that's the scenario because they don't care if they go down to, to Jerry's world. You know, I I, I really I mean, it's a really nice will. first round game for them, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's the <laughs> best... That's Cowboys the, team that's just reeling. That's the. I mean, if you look at both the AFC and the NFC, the Cowboys team or the the Eagles, whoever comes out of there is definitely the person that you want to face. If you are the Seahawks, who would you rather play, the Cowboys or the Eagles? Um, I would say Eagles. Yeah, I'd probably say Eagles. I mean, they're just a dumpster fire. Yeah, they're they're they, awful. I I think. Well, they just have so many injuries. They're playing like a backup squad out there almost. Yeah, I mean, you're right, but I mean, uh, their I mean, their defense is just. I mean. Anybody can throw all over them. Okay, and then the last one, uh, just to wrap this up, uh, this part up, is I would, I think I would throw fifty on the Ravens right now, plus two twenty. They they just seem like the best team in the NFL by a wide margin. The Forty ers are really close, maybe the Saints, but at plus two twenty, they just have to win two games. I really like those odds. I uh, so let's go to the last segment now. And that, of course, and he's back to give them. I don't have to give them. You're back. You deliver them how you like to deliver them. And that's <laughs> Barney's best bets. So Barney's looking to go the, you know, one bad week, but that, that doesn't change, uh, you know, his history. He's 40 and 31 on the year. 
and we want to make a lot of money this week, Barney. So right on, I'll, and I'll I'm let just, you take it, man. Yeah, I'm just gonna uh, to put a little disclaimer out there for all of our listeners. You know, I'm making these bets on Tuesday. That doesn't mean you got to make your bets on Tuesday or Wednesday whenever you hear them. It's good to just monitor it, check out the injury reports because. You know, I told you to take the Jets last week versus uh, versus the the Dolphins minus five. It wasn't until late scratch that that uh, Le'Veon Bell came down with the croup, and so you know that that's one of those things where you wanna if you wanna any, wait. If anything, that helped the Jets. <laughs> the Belial Powell just had the most rushing yards of any Jets running back all year. True. Anyway. True. And do you like that report that uh, Le'Veon Bell was out bowling at uh from like eleven to one a.m. the night before the game, even though he was sent home for the flu? Cosmic bowling, man. That'll get you ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I mean, but but everyone out there, uh, you know, what I would if I could give my my advice, you know, take my bets, uh, you know, and, and look at them. And when you're comfortable, if you want to watch the line change, if you're seeing it's at 120 and you think it's going to go in your favor, you know, wait it out a little bit, see what's going on. So without further ado, I'm going to start you guys off with the Thursday night game this week. Uh, we got Baltimore minus 15 versus the Jets. You know, the knee-jerk reaction here is to just back Lamar Jackson every time he steps on the gridiron, and that's exactly what I'm doing this week. <laughs> Uh, the Jets squeaked out a two-point vi- uh, victory versus the Dolphins last week, but with 25 players on the injury report right now, it's safe to say it might not have the same fight, uh, especially on a short week where they got to face these guys in a four-day turnaround. Um, aside from winning their last four of the five to teams like Washington, Miami, Oakland, and the G-Men, you know they have several lopsided losses on their ledger. Uh, and when you are facing the human highlight reel with a depleted team, nothing tells me this contest is going to be close. Man, you you don't think the uh, the Jets who got throttled by the Bengals can hang there in there with the Ravens? <laughs> <laughs> I sure fucking hope not. <laughs> you know, I need a victory here. Uh, you know, the next game um, <clears throat> we're gonna go with uh, Pitt minus one and a half versus Buffalo. Uh, you know. Right now, Buffalo is out to avoid its first two-game losing streak of the year. I mean, think about that. We're talking about the Buffalo Bills, and they haven't lost twice all year in a row. I mean, that's it's Bills Mafia for you. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, I don't love this game, uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll tell you why I do like it. Um, you know, Buffalo is trying to control their playoff future, uh, and although I have a great respect for their defense, the reason they sit in the first wild card spot is because, you know, they've managed to play a schedule consisting of sub 500 teams. They currently have one victory in games against a team with a 500 record. Yeah. And that was Tennessee earlier in the year when Tennessee actually wasn't that good. Uh, Marcus Mariota, Tennessee. That was exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, Pitt, on the other hand, I think they're a little hungrier right now. Uh, they just got a spark from Duck Hodges. Uh, he has an established connection with the rookie wide receiver Deontay Johnson, and he's getting Juju and James Conner back. Uh, this will be a defensive showdown, but after you know containing mobile QB uh, Kyler Murray, I think the steel curtain will close in on Josh Allen and seal the W for Pitt. There you Quack. go, little Quack. duck, duck, goose, baby. Oh man, I uh, well, 
I might have an opinion on that in a moment. I, I understand that that one might be might be a flip, but you know, I I think I got that one. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, um, I think what Pittsburgh opened as one point favorite, and now the the money is going towards uh, Pittsburgh as it's minus one and a half now. So, like, like you said, uh, it, just interesting. Over under for that one thirty seven. Yeah, thirty six and a half. Thirty six and a half. I was no, thinking about hitting that too, but you know that is that is just like a pick six or a fumble away from you know messing oh, that yeah, shit up. Oh yeah, classic. Amiga so. Fitzpatrick pick six or something. <laughs> but uh, the next one I have here, um, you know, I'm just gonna also say a disclaimer here. This team scares the shit out of me every time I bet them, but I'm doing it. Uh, Atlanta plus eleven at San Fran. Uh, you know, if there was ever a flat spot psychologically for an NFL team. This is the one uh, with uh, with like San Fran coming off uh, emotionally draining battles between Green Bay, Baltimore, and New Orleans. After Atlanta, they'll have to take on the Rams and the Seahawks. So I'll excuse them right now for what I think they're going to do, and they're going to look past the four and nine Atlanta team, which is where the uh, head coach of San Fran served as offensive coordinator. Uh, previous to coming here, so uh, you got you got the the Falcons are you know they're playing for uh, Dan Quinn's job and have been pretty competitive in the last seven games, including back to back upsets in New Orleans and Carolina. Uh, Matty Ice has three hundred yard games in three of his last four. Devontae Freeman you know seems to be putting shit together, uh, you know, and and just I think their skilled offense should be able to keep within an earshot at Levi Stadium where. I'll note that the Niners are 0-2-1 as double-digit favorites. Mm. Uh, they only covered three of six spreads this year so far. So, um, you know, I, honestly, I think that uh, I, I I just think with Rich, Richard Sherman out, there's some injuries that, that happened at that uh, game in New Orleans. Hopefully, Matty Ice keeps it within 11. I don't think that's yeah. too hard. But the only, I think the only name it. I got through audio to be careful – George Kittle, the guy is a. He might he, if he if he continues on his trajectory, he'll have a better career than Gronk. George Kittle is possibly my favorite non-bear in the whole NFL. He is that um that last play <laughs> to seal it against the Saints to set up the field goal was just like the beast moment of the year without a doubt. Absolutely, I mean, <laughs> he, he literally carrying the Saints like uh, he had a backpack on. Uh, on or it was twenty <laughs> full yards, twenty yards from contact with him, and then the other, you know, like the, the other most guy egregious face mask possibly ever, ever. You know, like he like the the last guy who came in to make the tackle jumped like he was like a little kid, yeah, exactly. you know, grabbing grabbing like the the grown up while you're walking like with the, <laughs> with his legs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like jumped on him like he was a little kid try, just trying to put all his weight on him and he still wasn't going down. Yeah, George Kittle. I mean, I can I'm very well, you know, aware that he can blow my plan up right here in mm. in a matter of seconds, but I'm going I'm going with him. Everyone's been looking past them. They've been looking competitive. I'm rocking with the no, Falcons. That's a good one. And uh 62% of the money right now is on the Falcons, so that's early still in the week, obviously, but uh, I I, I kind of like that one. Uh, then the next one I'm going to go with, uh, we got the Rams minus one at Dallas. Mm. If you're a Bears fan, close your, close your ears here. You know, earmuffs. Uh, this isn't <laughs> what I want. It's just what I expect, and money's over everything. So I'm trying to help you guys out here. <laughs> with Dallas knowing it needs to play better, uh, 
but not sure how to get the, get it done. Jerry Jones seems to be ready to listen to anyone from Mark Cuban to tarot card readers for advice on how to share or shake their current three-game skid. Uh, unfortunately for Jones, those answers won't be coming from head coach Jason Garrett, and only by the grace of God, the Cowboys are leading the NFC East with a 6-7 and seven record. Uh, the Rams, however, are on their best back-to-back stretch since their last year's Super Bowl run. Uh, also, another thing here is a little bit of a revenge game. Uh, defensive coordinator Wade Phillips, he's relishing the chance to get back at the man who fired him a couple years ago, just like he did last year in the divisional round of the playoffs when they held Zeke to 47 yards rushing in the Coliseum. Uh, I like the I like the uh, the Rams here. Uh, the Bears fans don't because I think with another victory here, it might all just close the door on us. But Rams at minus one, I'm taking them. Oh, and uh, this is another point I want to make about your last one with Atlanta um, in terms of revenge. Kyle Shanahan going against his former team, the Atlanta Falcons. Granted, that was a di- that's a different scenario. But he, took he didn't get job. fired. Right. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah. He got the promotion. But I still think else. he might want to, you know. Beat him by double digits, just you'd feel good, you know. Beat your former employer, type thing. But but anyways, going back to this, you game. know, now, now I'm thinking, now, now I'm liking it even more. Do, do you think Dan Quinn, the guy who brought him in, mm. do you think he wants to wants to get him fired? Or do you think he wants to keep it competitive? I think I think he might just want to go out there with a nice little yeah, victory. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, the the Cowboys, man. Have you heard of Jason? Do you know Jason Garrett's like nickname? That Michael Lombardi gave him. No. It's a pretty popular nickname. <laughs> uh, the Clapper. The Clapper? Yeah. Because <laughs> when you think of Jason Garrett, you don't think like offense, defense, genius, or game plan or anything like that. When I think of Jason Garrett, I'm like, what does he do? What does he do? What does he add to that team besides bad uh, in-game decision-making? You make a good point. I mean, there's no other sideline. Maybe he gives really good motivational speeches. I have no idea because, honestly, I don't know what he adds to the team. No, I, I, I don't know either. I mean, he, you're right, though. On the sideline, there's no other team that has, like, a a head coach that gets zero credit, whether it's on the <laughs> offensive side or the defensive side. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, it's bizarre. I, I don't understand what his role in, in that organization is besides like the guy that maybe makes the roster decisions and the guy decides to go on, on fourth and inches or you know doesn't and kicks a field goal like against the Patriots. <laughs> when he need a touchdown. That, that's pretty much the only call I know him by this this year, you know. <laughs> Oh man! So that's why they call him the clapper. He, uh, you know, he he claps as the guys come off the sidelines to try to encourage him, and he puts on that half wry smile, or whatever. But yeah, so that's his nickname. I I think it's super appropriate, and I don't think he'll be doing much clapping when the season is over. Yeah, I think his time here is uh, is <laughs> over unless he somehow goes on a uh, a great yeah. p- playoff push here. But I got yeah. one last game here. Oh yeah, you do. I uh, it's a big one. Uh, you know, I've I've been thinking about it ever since we started off this year and that laying an egg ten to three. But uh, green, mm-hmm. we got Green Bay and Chicago. Um, we got uh, Chicago getting four and a half points at um, Green Bay. Yeah, what the hell is their stadium? Oh, Lambeau Field. Lambeau Field. <laughs> Jesus, I was drawing a blank here. Uh, four and a half points. Hopefully, the the Bears don't lay the same egg I just did. Uh, but winning ugly, it's been good enough lately for the pack as they've gotten by the likes of the G-Men and the Redskins. But 
the fact is that Aaron Rodgers and friends, they haven't been in high gear since before Halloween. Their offense has uh, it's been inconse- inconsistent to say the best, and a sharper effort will definitely uh, be required in these next few weeks to close out the season. The Bears' defense is getting back their unsung hero, Akeem Hicks, and are fighting to snag a wild-card spot. The only way we're getting in is if we win the next three games. So, you know, it's kind of the playoffs started last week. Oh, is Akeem Hicks returning? Yes, he oh. is. Oh. Yeah, exactly. We got Roquan sitting out. You know, he got he got hurt. Uh, we discussed it earlier. But, I, 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 you know, Akeem Hicks really is what the defense, you know, ticks. Uh, Mac won't be getting double, triple teamed every play. Uh, you know, I'm really excited for this one. Um, you know, and also just Trubisky, you know, turning in his best professional performance last week in a revived just team in general. I expect the Bears to keep this one uh, close and take this one to the wire. So uh, Chicago, four and a half. I like them as I'm, I'm moneylining on the way out. I love them, but, uh, but definitely take the points. That's a little easier. So this line opened up at seven. So Green Bay opened up at seven-point favorites, and I was down to four and a half. Yeah, um, 30, 65% of the money right now is on Green Bay covering this. I, I, oh, man. So I know that everything is trending towards the Bears' way. I would, if, I would be careful with this one. You, you're, you're, you make sure, do you have the fan blinders on for this one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Self-admittedly, I don't, but I, honestly, Green Bay's looked like shit the last, like, five weeks, so... Um, you know, I, I don't think uh, they're just going to go off, um, especially the Bears. I mean, I do I like think, the matchup. I, I don't hate the matchup. But. I think this is going to be a very close game. The, it, the last one was very ugly. I expect there to be more points in this one. The last one was 10-3. to 3. I expect this one to be like somewhere around, you know, 23-20. Nothing crazy, but definitely some more points. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I like the Bears. I just think we got yeah. we just got a do-or-die mentality here where the, where the pack – you know they haven't clinched the division, but they're they're sitting there, and I think they're pretty happy with where they're at. Um, you know, and honestly, Aaron Rodgers is such a loser. So, <laughs> I actually do like the Bears. I I would avoid that line altogether. I'm just gonna sit back and watch it. If I I think I am actually gonna pick them in a confidence pool of Bears, but again, I'm not. I'm putting them low confidence. You know, uh, I, I that that's a tough one for me going to Lambeau. Is the thing that gets me. Lambo in December. The Packers are usually pretty good there. For sure. That's a tough win for the Bears. Um, and you don't know if the Bears are flashing the pan here uh, or if they're legit. Because they, what, they beat the Lions, the Giants, and the Cowboys recently? Yeah. Those three shit teams. Not, yeah, not great. Not great wins. So I would just be a little skeptical, but, you know, that's you. So I'm, I'm going to give you my five picks, continue my hot streak. Five and oh, I just want to keep throwing it out there again. I'm yeah, really absolutely. <laughs> So, I know I've picked the Lions almost every week in this. <laughs> I'm going against the Lions this week. No! Yeah. <laughs> Tampa Bay minus four. I love it. The Lions are trying to tank. They're playing David Blau. Matt Stafford, if, if the Lions were in playoff contention, he would be playing right now. I'm pretty confident about that. The fact he, that they're not, they're leaving David Blau and tells me that, uh, you know, they're really just trying to, uh, you know, Go for the th- two seed. Get the two pick. The Giants, the Dolphins, and the Redskins. I hope they all can win because I really want to get to number two for Chase Young so badly. You think Joe so, Burrow's so going badly. number one, huh? Oh, yeah. Have I mean, you watched that's a Joe mistake. Burrow? 
Have you watched Joe Burrow this year? Absolutely. I mean, he no, don't get me wrong. He looks he, phenomenal. He looks amazing. He will not turn around that Cincinnati team. No, Cincinnati needs more pieces. Like, they need an offensive line. Joe Burrow's not going to be able to avoid pass rushers like he is doing. Right. Uh, um, but he is doing against SEC pass rushers. So I love Joe Burrow. Bunch, I love him. I think that the clear pick is uh, is Chase Young. But, you know, if they want to make that decision, I'm And right maybe right. they will because Chase Young is that good. But I want the Lions to have every chance they possibly can, and I want to get to that two spot. It looks like it's going to be Giants, um, but uh, we, we can get that uh, later. Uh, but so anyways, I really like Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is playing really well. Detroit's got a ton of injuries. Marvin Jones just went down. He's out for the rest of the year. Um, so I really like Tampa Bay minus four. That oh. one's in Detroit, too, so it's in a dome, and I like the Tampa Bay playing in a dome. And and, and pretty cool stat here. Uh, <laughs> Jamie's Winston. The, the 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 most fun person in oh, in the NFL. Really fun to watch. He he uh can can uh be the leading quarterback in three areas uh at the end of this this year. Yep. He's six yards behind Dak Prescott for uh the leading passer, right? Yep. He's second with touchdowns and that's only to Lamar Jackson by like one or two. And then the last one, because those are great Great stats that you want to be the leader yep. for. Brett Favre, man. Then he has the most interceptions by a long shot. I mean, that's just crazy to be touchdowns, passing yards, and interceptions. Seven more than Baker Mayfield, who's second. 23 interceptions, 26 touchdowns. Just uh, He had four last week. He had four interceptions. I know. Four touchdowns, three picks last week against the Colts. Ridiculous. And the third time this year, he's thrown an interception on the first play of the game. Really? Yeah. That's that's pretty fucking Oh, crazy. my God. <laughs> so, Lamar Jackson has 28 touchdown passes. Russell Wilson and Jameis Winston both have 26. The only difference between Lamar, uh, Russell Wilson and Jameis Winston is Russell Wilson has five interceptions. Jameis Winston, 18. <laughs> you know, the man just who he is, and he's leaning into it more this year than he ever has before. I think Bruce Arians just said, you know what? I can't coach this out of the guy. So... Just, you know, screw it. We're, just tell him to keep throwing. And just if you're going to throw, throw deep. So at least it's a punt. Not a bad, not a bad idea. <laughs> oh, man. Just just wild. Because actually, you know who the top rated PFF wide receiver on the year is? It's Chris Godwin. Really? Yeah. Chris Godwin's got a good future ahead of him. He's only uh, 22, 23 years old. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah, that guy's going to be legit. They got, you know, Mike Evans. He's got a so. statement game here without, without Mike Evans this yeah. week. So I have Tampa Bay minus four. The second one I have, I'm going to agree with you on the Rams. I really like that matchup. I think they just match up extremely well with the Cowboys. I like that they're playing in a dome. That Rams offense works well better in a dome. Um, so I really like that. I'm going to stick with the red hot hand. So they might open up in minus one and a half. I really wish I could have grabbed that one. But I'm, it's minus three right now, but I still really like it. And that's the Tennessee Titans. I just think they're playing really well. Uh, I think they match up with Houston really well. Just the fact that the Titans have the run game, this game's in Tennessee as well. I really like that factor. Uh, I just think Ryan Tannehill against the Houston pass defense. A.J. Brown looks really good. Corey Davis can step up if they need to, but A.J. Brown has looked excellent. Um, but I, I just think Tennessee overall looks great. They have the pass rush to get after Deshaun Watson a little bit too. So that's my third one. The fourth one, I'm going to go against you. Um... In Pittsburgh, I think Buffalo matches up really well. That defense is going to expose Duck Hodges. I'll allow it. The only thing that makes me iffy is that Pittsburgh, they are a, one of those weird teams. Like, uh, 
that just plays so well at home. It's like a whole new team. Uh, it's like they, you know, get like weird steroids or something when they play at home. Or the Steelers fans are, are, are some of the best. They they're they, the loudest. It works. They got the works. terrible towel. I mean, they're 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 good at home. But I I I'm, I don't hate that. I don't hate. That when I'm uh, you know I'm I but I just think Buffalo's an extremely better team overall. I'm I'm going to enjoy watching Josh Allen try to avoid the pass rush of uh, Watt and Bud Dupree too. That'll that, that's a fun game. I'm glad that one got flexed to Sunday night. Although there won't be many points scored, probably. Um, I really like Minnesota minus three on the road in L.A. I don't see the Chargers as like a home team. I know they're traveling west coast. This is Midwest to West Coast. It's not. It's not the worst flight. East Coast to West Coast a little different. The three time zone rule that you like to talk about. Um, but I really think Minnesota and minus three. This one almost seems too obvious, but you know I'm going to take a lot of the public favorites this year have been winning. Vegas a little down, um, but and right now 89 percent of the money is on Minnesota. But I'm going to stick with it still. That that line if it gets up to minus four. I would say avoid, but at minus three, I'm going to take that. And I think that is all of them. Yep, that's my five. So uh, I'm going to see if my streak continues here. I'm feeling good. But, uh, yeah, Barney, uh, do you want to throw anything else out? Uh, like, uh, what's, your, what's your Twitter handle again? Uh, it's at Barneywood underscore. So uh, reach out to me. I've been um, pretty active on there, man. I have, I yeah. have. I'm picking it up. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 uh, I realized you got. We have, uh, we have more than 140 characters we can write now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's I, right. I, yeah. It's been a while <laughs> since I've been on there, so you know, <laughs> I'm a little. I'm like a, like a, you know, a, a parent at this point, picking up a, picking up a social media. Like, what do I do with this thing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, thank you everybody for listening. Really appreciate it. Um, Please leave a review on iTunes. Um, this podcast is also available, you know, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes. Um, please share it and please subscribe. We'd really appreciate that. Um, Instagram at Big Z Podcast, Twitter at Big Z Podcast. Barney told you his Twitter as well. Um, so hit us up on any of those platforms to, to continue a conversation and maybe get you on here as well. You never know. Um, we, we explore a lot of things. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it. Christmas is right around the corner. Um, so we hope you can make some money for those Christmas presents. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening and everybody. I'm the man.